0: your host, Jordan Risky of the Nimrods Podcast, brought to you by Prime Archery and Risky Outdoors. We are not talking whitetails today, folks. We have a treat for you. We are talking swamp gobblers and thunder chickens. Yes, we are talking about the good old Michigan turkey bird. So, without further ado, we're going to jump right into this conversation as Jake and I talk about our plans for the future, past hunts, and a great way to get people involved in the outdoors. Enjoy! Jake and I are simply just going to chit-chat about our past turkey hunts and some upcoming turkey plans and just kind of what we got on the docket. So uh, I'll actually have Jake get started with us, and Jake, just kind of recap on what you've done in the past as far as turkey hunting, and we'll go from there, bud.
1: Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I was fortunate enough to get kind of pulled into it um, by another really good buddy probably just a few years ago probably oh man probably like four years ago or so um, him and his dad had some really really good really good ground uh, permission on some good turkey spots here in Michigan that's actually one of the sweet parts about it not a ton tons not quite like deer hunting so um, folks are more than willing to, to give you ground if you found a couple good birds out in, out in the field edges and stuff uh, in the evenings or whatever you can spot them um but yeah we you know chris my buddy chris pulled me into it said we got it all figured out we went out early morning and basically didn't do any calling or anything watched a bunch of hens come out of the trees a hundred percent ambush and i smoked a nice one at like 30 yards with a shotgun um like a like a nine and a half inch beard inch and a half or so spur so pretty good pretty good bird
0: um, so you, you guys didn't, you didn't call at all
1: None, dude. They're so Chris and his dad are so good at locating them that half the time or better, I think, uh, there it's like a more of an ambush situation. I think they're pretty conservative with their calling, so I've I've sort of adopted that strategy from them because that's what I've seen work so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were living in my wife and I were living in Pennsylvania at the time. I was actually in grad school, but we were we were uh, I got some property to hunt. Uh, some permission to hunt some property and uh, put in, the, put in the preseason work. Went and sat some early mornings on the weekends. Uh, at that time, I really didn't have any time during the week. Um, sat, sat on some big fields with my binoculars and in the truck basically, just hung out and, and watched them literally come out of trees and pattern them to some extent. Um, mm-hmm. And then I literally set up in a spot I thought I could, thought I could get a shot at one. And uh, at like twenty minutes into daylight, I shot the one I was going after. And he had a, you know, that that one was a little bit bigger. It's a longer beard, probably about the same spur length. Yeah. Um, but those are two. Of the, those are the two birds I've shot. I literally I've only been turkey hunting probably, uh, you know, less than less than twenty five times. Um, and had no no problem. Each year, each year I hunted turkeys, tagging out. Um, it's been it's a lot of fun. You know, you, you can sit, you and I, I mean, we not right. You can sit together in a blind, pop up line. Yeah, you could have a cup of coffee. You know, you could like whisper and talk a little bit. Um,
0: it's but, like it's uh, like that happy medium between like like duck hunting, where you can literally sit there and chit chat, and deer hunting. Like I, I've learned like the biggest thing as far as like turkey hunting. If they see you, you're you're screwed. Like I've this year, I called in a couple birds for um, my buddies down in Illinois when they were up here, and we had them at like I'm not kidding when I say like ten steps in there plucking away and messing with our decoys and we're sitting there like whispering like they could clearly hear us and we were starting to laugh at some points and those birds would not leave it was yeah it was pretty wild it's really really cool if you catch them at the right time
1: too like you're saying there's so much it's like it's kind of like the rut but like they're they're the only thing that's gonna freak them out really is like stupid movement you know yeah I've always, I've actually, I haven't hunted outside of a pop-up. Um, well, that's not true. I have, but I haven't had any luck with it, um, with the calling and stuff. I'm by no means an expert caller or anything, but, um, you know, I can, I can sometimes locate them. But when I've been on, my, on the feet, on the move and stuff, totally camoed out, um, you really got to be set up in the right way, and, and I've just never had them come or direction and stuff. Um, with the pop-up, I, you know, I have a little pop-up line. Yeah, pop that sucker up and open up a couple windows, and they can kind of come from wherever. And I'm gonna be able to maneuver around inside there and and hopefully get a shot. But yeah, um, it's sweet. The best. You're hanging out, buddy. You can if you do it right. You're just hanging out with good buddies, and um, it's a perfect kind of appetizer, I guess. Something to give you a little taste of the woods. You know, off season for deer.
0: I think it's like a that I to me it's the best way to introduce someone to hunting, like a new hunter, like because it's sure. it's like one of those perfect mixes of, like I was saying earlier, like duck hunting and deer hunting, like there's a if if you do the work and you find out and locate birds and you take a first time hunter out and you set up there more likely going to hear them gobble and it's it's so exciting like that first thing in the morning and if you get them get them going and the excitement I I think that's an awesome way to get youth involved and then somebody even adults that are interested in hunting and really want to know what it's what it's about there it's a it's a it's quite an experience like you say it's just fun like you get to hang out you can whisper you can kind of move around if you're in a pop-up and You just know where they're coming from, and you can tout like, "Hey, they're gonna come from this way. Let's set up this way." And then you, I mean, you look like an expert, and you don't even have to be an expert (laughs) at it if you know where they are. So
1: it's funny you said that because I actually I was in grad school, and uh, I had a a good buddy in grad school who grew up uh, over by I guess the eastern side of Pennsylvania. So big city kind of guy. He's living in New York City now never shot a gun in his life never never been a part of any sort of hunting or killing anything and in, in his entire life never been exposed to it at all never seen a dead animal after a hunter taking in or harvesting it um and we always joke and kidded through grad school and he like i was like dude i'm telling you man just come out in the turkey woods and take it in I'm telling you, it's a, it's a it's something. He's like, because he's always like, oh, you go out and sit in the freezing cold, and, you know, freeze your freeze your nuts off, and and don't see anything or whatever for deer. He's like, I just go to the freeze, you know, I just go to uh, Meyer and, and pick something up, no problem. I don't have to get cold, all that kind of stuff. But I'm like, dude, there's nothing quite like it. And I was convinced right, turkey hunting was what going to juice him up. And we went out, man. We got we had like four times like. 85 90 yards and we're in our little pop-up we can't they're not coming up to our decoy they're probably probably like 60 yards from the decoy and they're they're hend up right there's hens eating all around them Mm -hmm. uh so we're not calling's not worth it really and so we're like i was like all right so let's belly crawl and so we got out and we belly crawled over to a spot we thought they were working to kind of gotten some brush set up um, never got a shot or anything, but you know, the whole experience, right? Pitch yeah. black, getting up early. He's never really done that before. Hanging out with a buddy, we literally had a thermos of coffee. We're hanging out. The, they gobble in the trees, and he's like losing his mind. Like, this is the coolest thing in the world. And, um, you know, we didn't shoot one, but he, he was like, I will do that with you anytime you want. That is so cool. Uh, you're, you're 100 right though. Like having new folks with no exposure to it. My dad, my dad doesn't hunt, never really hunted. Um, and I'm trying, I'm working on him. I think I might be able to get him out, uh, tricky hunting with us this year. We'll see, but that'd be awesome. um, Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, it's just one of those things you can, it doesn't take much to get into it either. Yeah. I
0: mean, you have a shotgun, I mean, you can, you can basically do it. It's, it's it's so it's so easy to get. I mean, you literally do not have to own a piece of camouflage to get into turkey hunting. If yeah, right. if, if you have a buddy that has a pop-up line, you don't need a, a lick of camouflage. Uh, you can buy a new shotgun now for a hundred bucks, and you could uh, have one of the best experiences ever. And just have somebody show you. And there I guarantee you there is not a hunter out out there that would refuse to take someone turkey hunting if they wanted it. You know what I mean? It's Yeah. And I, I have, like, buddies that we hunt with in Illinois that could care less about deer. Like, their thing is turkeys. And I'm just, like, mind blown because I'm, like, I'm the complete opposite. Same with, like, fishing. I know you love to fish. I like fishing. Don't get me wrong. It's a lot of fun. But if I never fished again— yeah, I don't. I mean, wouldn't hurt my feelings, but uh, deer hunting is it, like to these guys, turkey hunting is the same way, they live and breathe. Like, I don't, there's no way, right? I could say if I had to give one of those three up, like, there's no way I'm giving up white tail, like, yeah. that's awesome.
1: Um, and I love fishing, right? But it honestly, it's kind of like, um, You know, use a little bit of a sports analogy. We lived in Pittsburgh for a while. That's a Steeler town. They don't care about. I mean, the Pirates have been kind of bad. The Penguins have gotten really good lately, but they all kind of look at the Pirates as like just, just keep it keep it interesting enough, sports wise, to like get us to football season. Yeah, (laughs) they don't even care if like you know the Pirates end up flaming out in in late August because. They got or football on the horizon. That's kind of how I – mean, I just love being outside, right? Yeah. You and I both love it, even if it's, you know, cutting trees up and sweating, working our butts <laughs> off out in the swamp. I mean, it's one of those things where turkey hunting and fishing for me are just – I've grown to love them a lot, but they, like, kind of get me closer. If they carry me out, they bring me outside and they carry me into carry me to deer season, and that's
0: yeah. honestly – where i'm at and that's uh, probably how you feel too that's like 99 of sports men and women i think like outdoors people and yeah. it's and it like i think it's one of the best ways to get introduce people to to the hunting aspect of it is it's turkey season is it's so it's so good to introduce people now like your wife had a bad experience with turkey hunting simply because of the ticks but yeah you know one one but I
1: can, still, I can still see her face in my head. We had, we had gotten, it was total blind luck. It was like public land. A buddy was like, there's a lot of turkeys down there. And I was like, all right, well, let's go do it. Yeah. So we went down. We're jogging in because it's like, you know, guess what? We're a little late. Um, I, got a, I got a freaking like lazy boy, you know, lawn chair that I'm putting her up in. I'm trying to take, you know, I got all the stops pulled out to try and get her into this. Um, it's going to be a comfortable sit for her and we get all set up, we pop up the pop-up and, and, a, and a gobbler, I mean you know how it
0: is right it could yeah.
1: be 50 yards away, it could be 10 yards away, it feels like it's you know, in arms mm-hmm. reach and he lets loose the first time and she, her face just lights up like this is going to be so cool <laughs> uh, and that first gobble, I mean I feel like you get hooked
0: yeah for sure and that's so so important to get others involved in that and uh, it, like I was saying, I mean it's such a great avenue to get, get, get people involved in the outdoors and um, just get them, get them, get them started. So, and that's, I mean, I wish, I mean, I, I, I don't regret any, any, anything like on how I got into it, but I wish looking back, like that's where I wish I would have started, is in the turkey world because from a, like all through high school and college. I would have been way more addicted to the deer hunting side if I was introduced to tur- introduced to turkey hunting first. I don't know why I feel that way. It's just I think now like I'm so addicted to the whitetail because I'm I'm out of school, I have more time and I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense yeah, at I all. I
1: feel like it's I feel like it's one of those things where like I mean we can all pretty much agree that it's it's nowhere near as challenging to shoot and harvest a mature tom than it is to shoot and harvest a mature tail buck in the state of Michigan.
0: No question. Right? No, no question. There. Yeah, no I question. Feel
1: like, I feel like sometimes we just need a little bit of a win. Yeah. You know, I feel like turkey season gives you a chance to kind of get that done. Like, my, my buddy Chris, he's a mutual friend. I mean, you know him all too, Jordy, but like, him and his dad got really good at all of these little pieces of property that they've been able to hunt and for turkeys that they'll they'll tag out and then they're just like hungry to try and find anybody and everybody who wants to shoot a turkey. Come with us, we'll get you on birds. Like it's it's just a really cool way to spend your time getting outside
0: and, and you can you could, you can get to get it done a lot. Yeah. That's that's mind blowing to me. I've never hunted turkeys without calling. And it might and and it might be just like the area that I grew up hunting might be because of like the swamp, for instance. You know that that property, that'd be so hard to go in there and not call.
1: Yeah, like like you gotta understand the the way they were the way they kind of taught me. And granted, I think I've went Three or four times with Chris, uh, and that like the very first time we I shot that Tom, uh, and we were with another buddy a couple other times. Um, actually, John who's on the podcast with us. But those other hunts, like we had, we resorted to calling. But for the most part, man, when you when you put in the preseason work, at least in my experience, and doing it on my own too in Pennsylvania before moving back to Michigan, we like if I knew where they were at. Literally five out of eight times on a morning scouting, like just hanging out in the truck on the side of the field with my binoculars, they came out of the trees, the hens came out of the trees or flew down out of their roost and pretty much stayed. it was almost like a staging area for deer. Almost the mm-hmm. same kind of concept. They came out in the field in a similar area. Then I'm like, dude, if I can just set up within thirty yards forty yards of that like they're they're not they're not like deer where they're gonna be like, Whoa, what's the new? Yeah. A gigantic blob in the middle of this field. Like, I even, I popped the pop up in the middle of a grass field. Yeah. So it's a gigantic blob all of a sudden overnight. And then I put out one decoy and they'll just get out of trees. And, you know, I, I might, I might curp at them like once or twice or a few times, but then they just start, it's like a string, man. It's like reeling in a fish. Yeah. They all start coming up that way. And,
0: um, you know, it I don't want to say that they're easy to hunt, but they are. They're very easy. Yeah. They're very easy to hunt. Like, I mean,
1: here's two two guys obsessed with mature whitetails. So yeah,
0: I mean, <laughs> we can say they're easier to hunt, right? Yeah, <laughs> this, this is uh, true. Yeah, I mean they they're not they're not dumb, but they are. They're very easy to hunt. Especially if if you can locate where they're roosting. If you know where they're roosting, there is a good chance that you can kill them. I heard, I don't know where where I heard this, but I want Might it might have been Wired to Haunt podcast and um, Spencer Newhouse, New New yeah Spencer. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Was talking about it. Something about like setting up underneath. If you know where they're roosting, or maybe it was steve vanilla i don't know it's one of those guys but they were talking about it and they said if you know where they're roosting and you set up like 50 yards from their roost tree there's like a 35 or 40 percent chance without even calling that they're going to walk by within gun range of where you are i think that from what i've seen and i'm not like a
1: mega seasoned turkey hunter what it means i've seen that get down and then right they're trying to locate the hens Mm -hmm. so they're making a ton of racket and other toms and jakes are kind of working around but it's kind of like a big like spiral-ish kind of effort until they find some ladies and then then they're kind of them so yeah i mean if you're within that that actually probably makes sense third of the time if you can get within 50 percent or 50 yards of their roost tree like you're gonna get a crack at them i mean i've, I've been close enough where I literally look, the, the lights peering up, and I can see the movement when they're gobbling. And, mm-hmm. got, you know, and you're staring at them, watching them gobble on the tree branch.
0: That's so cool to see.
1: Yeah, it's one of the coolest. I think it's one of the coolest sounds. Yeah.
0: And out, I mean, out in Michigan wilderness or out in the, I mean, outdoors, it's just so flipping cool. It is. I mean, I, White tail don't really do that for us, right? Like they don't say, "Hey,
1: I'm over here." Hey, I'm over here. I'm like 200 yards away, you
0: know? <laughs> that it would be amazing, wouldn't it? That
1: would be.
0: <laughs> hey, we're over here. Come get us. That, <laughs> that would be nice.
1: But you, Jordan, you've done a bunch of... You've killed a bunch of them with bows, right?
0: I've only killed one with a bow. Okay. I, so... When I... When it was actually... So we started Risky Outdoors and filming everything in 2013... And, um, then we moved out of state and when we were in Illinois, like our first year we had permission, we went down and started hunting Southern Illinois for whitetail. And I didn't realize how big, uh, uh a turkey hunter Mike is. He's the landowner down there. And then finally we asked him if we, if we could come down and turkey hunt because, but he has a, like his, his family like was huge into it. They're a bunch of like Florida guys, so Southern, and they live and breathe turkey hunting. They're so good at it. Like Rob, yeah. Rob, the guy that killed the really big eight point on camera that I film, I've he may be the best turkey caller that I've ever heard. Now there's yeah. guys, there's guys that also and Rob just started turkey hunting like two years ago. And I'm telling you, this dude is so freaking good at it. It's it's crazy. Um, and then there's there's a couple other guys down there that they 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 love it. They absolutely love it. And I, I mean, I get it. I get it. It's their thing. Like it may not be for me, but they they love it and they're really really good at it. But then after Illinois, I never killed a bird in Illinois. I only hunted down there once though, one spring. Um, And then we moved up to Wisconsin, and I did buy a turkey up there. You can shoot multiple birds. Uh, Yeah, yeah. and I bought one tag. It's so if I it's been a couple years, but if I remember right, you buy tags for like certain areas, kind of like Michigan, like your like counties. And my first year. I tried public land and where I was, there just, there wasn't, there wasn't birds. I didn't do like any scouting because um, turkeys to me, it, it just wasn't, it didn't really get me going. So I was like, eh, you know what? I'm going to do it just, just to get in the woods on the weekend type thing. In the public land that I went, uh, I hunted it like, it was like a weekend or two and didn't see any birds, didn't hear any birds. Um, and then we actually got access our second year there, we got access to some private land, and Cassandra and I had tags at the same time. So, obviously, you know how that goes when we both have tags. I'm always second. So, yeah, you're up. yeah. Not I'm on deck all the time. And uh, she, we called in a bird, uh, a really good bird. But we were, were, we're, that was the first year that we tried bow hunting. We're like, we're only doing only bow hunting for birds. So, um, he came in at like 40 yards and she wanted to shoot. And I, I kind of kept, I held her off. I didn't let her shoot just cause I didn't feel comfortable with how much she had been shooting her bow. And I was, I just called it off. I'm like, no, don't, I, he needs to be closer. And he saw our decoys. We had decoys set up. So when, when we bow hunt, we typically, so what I, I like, the setup I like is I like a, a, like a bedded hen almost, like she, where she's on her belly. And then uh, a Jake in the area, like a Jake not paying attention to her type thing. Um, and he came in and he saw that setup and kind of just looked at it and 40 yards. And we had him at maybe five yards. And he just, uh, he just didn't want anything to do with it. So sometimes, I mean, at that time, I wish I would have only had a hen and not had a Jake there, but yeah, that's,
1: that's always been my, like, and again, I'm, I am not wanting to be giving people advice on it, but, uh, that was kind of the thing I always did it was like, I just put, just had a hen out Yeah. and, and uh, I had, you know, I've caught, I've had tons of hens around um and tons of i mean little jigs and stuff if i saw a mature tom in gun range i always i was kind of the one i always took but yeah um, there's guys i mean jordy it's like it is like white on first like you said some guys have like a hit list of terms. yeah 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 and i mean um yeah let's talk about scouting and stuff i mean if you live like from my experience literally just taking the long way home a handful of times, like right about this time of year mm-hmm. in the evenings or in the mornings or whatever, on the way to work, whatever. Uh, and just keeping an eye out on those field edges and gosh, man, you can, you start seeing them and then you're like, kind of having a good idea. You got a chance to got permission to hunt that spot. Like, I mean, you know how it is, right? We leave your place, your property. We've seen them in the, that field kind of across the road a handful. I've seen them probably five or eight times. Yeah. Um, and we'll ask that guy for permission. And I mean, I bet one of us, or you know, Cassandra, or somebody's going to shoot shoot a bird over there.
0: I hope um, so. I our property, our specific property, is extremely hard to hunt birds, like really hard. Where I think we're going to kill them is back on those two ridges on the south end. If we have if we have any chance, that's that's where we're going to get on them. But I don't know. I I mean, I've I called in. I've seen Jake's and Tom's in in the big plot. Um, but calling them into there, I don't know. And last year was strange, though. That was the first year that we've owned that property and it and it was a it was a strange year for turkey hunting. I I typically get the second season just because it's longer, but I think the first season could be a lot better. The reason being is I I think that birds aren't they're they're searching for hens like real really hard in that first season the second season they could you know they could be done gobbling they're not talking a whole lot like last year i think we had a later winter or or a later spring so the birds weren't very active during that first season because it was still way too cold but i don't know i drove home today today monday um and I saw a Tom with one hen out in a field. It was just him and one hen. So, to me, I, I think this first season is going to be this season. If if you haven't bought a tag, I think that's a season that, for everyone, anyone that's listening, that's a season you should go with. Yeah. Uh,
1: that being said, are we still doing the late season?
0: <laughs> I Cassandra and I already bought late season tags. Yes, sir. Yeah. 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 No, just because I think it gives us more opportunity to get out in the woods, in different places. Um, my brother is going to, I think he's going to do the late season as well. Gavin's going to do the early season. Um, and just to kind of break things up a little bit. And then a lot of guys, Stetson asked me to come out and film. Uh, a couple other guys asked me to come out and film for them, and we'll see. There's only so many of us that <laughs> can get around to do that. But I, I, Well, here's my question for you, Jake. Are you going to make your debut this year on film? Uh, oh, yeah. Heck yeah, man. I'm looking
1: forward to it. We got our new sweet prime rigs. and um, I'm, I'm, I mean, adding archery to this mix is going to level up level up uh, turkey hunt for me big time. Like, I'm I'm jacked, man. It's going to be a lot of
0: fun. Yeah. I'm looking for it. And and that's, I'll,
1: I'll, shoot them, I'll shoot them with the camera, too, man. All right. I'm looking for that just as much. Watching you you guys whack them, too.
0: It'll be fun. It will be. That's And that's the reason I switched to, to only hunting the birds with, with a bow, is guns... I mean, I only killed, I think, two or three with a gun, but it got to the point where it's like, eh, you know? I don't, It needs to be more more challenging and I that's why I started hunting with a bow and I killed my first one with a bow two years ago um like I said last year was I got that first season and we had such a late winter it was I it was so hard to call in birds so hard I called in a jake or two and I just didn't want to shoot a jake and looking back I wish I would have um this year I will I'll shoot a jake with my bow don't care um but my first year that I, we were back in michigan i was like you know what i'm gonna kill a bird with my bow and i went out on mother's day and set up it was a pretty cool morning i had it's actually i think i have a video there's a video of it on our youtube channel um but i had coyotes come in i had So many whitetails. There's just something special about like that that sun just peeking up and oh yeah, man. And it was getting late, and I was taking my mom out to breakfast, and I was like texting her, like, hey, it's gonna be another hour. I hear a bird. And she's like, Okay. And it was like, hey, it's gonna be another half hour. He's getting closer, but he's not here yet, type thing. And eventually. I called him in, he he flew over a river, came through a swamp, and then came through two big cornfields, and got hung up for a while, I videotaped him for a while at, I don't know, probably 125 yards, fanning out, gobbling, and just, I mean, hammering, and as soon as I saw him do that, I was like, this is in the bag, he's coming, he's committed, and um, uh-huh. So he came in and I was running uh, a Jake with a fan in that bedded hen setup. And uh, he came in, he like crested the hill and did that whole like poked his head up type thing. And then he put his head back down and he saw the decoys and he f- he fanned out again, let out a big old gobble and I got it on all on film. And then he he. Kind of started to fluff down and I drew back and I, I nailed him through both wings. Um, it was a perfect, perfect arrow. I mean, I, I, I smoked this thing. It took us, oh my gosh, f- like four hours to find this bird. We, we, yeah, we went out and we ended up going to have breakfast and came back. And we're walking this thicket. We saw the, the bird. It wasn't dead yet. And it took off running. And then it got into another bush. And at this time, it was me, Cassandra, and my two in-laws trying to find this bird. And finally, we found him in another bush. And he went in weird as it is like deer when they're wounded they go to water this turkey went and laid down in the water and died wow yeah so, yeah, so that, good.
1: That, on the, on the uh, you, you mean you shoot them kind of basically sort of center not center mass but like up higher on their wings, sort of right middle of their
0: yeah kinda where they're at right yeah I mean, so so are dying
1: spot or most of them running off like that uh
0: typically what i've seen with a boat if you don't shoot them in the head they're they're running off 20 30 yards and tipping over like um i filmed the one in illinois with mike killing that bird and that's that's also on the youtube channel he shoots it and the bird runs 15 yards and falls over and his arrow placement was identical to my arrow placement it was the weirdest thing i've never it it was crazy because when i skin the bird and everything like it's, I don't. Know, I mean, I know. Like if you if you Google like turkey diagrams, it shows you where to shoot them. It's like typically straight up their legs, and then like where their wings kind of bend. If that makes sense, yeah. Like where yeah. they they there's almost like that curve and heads back, and they. What I've been told is you want to pinch like put your arrow in between those two wings and like pinch their wings together. So if you stuck an arrow through, like a bird can't flop its wings because they're pinned down by your arrow. That's kind of what I've always been taught. Um, this year, I really wanted—I want to shoot one right in the dome. I want to—I want to head shoot a turkey. Yeah. So. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm
1: not a good enough archer yet, or something. But I like at like 40 yards, me and a buddy a while back, he had like some really nice, like, uh, like 3D targets. One of them was like a big tom. And I said I like skimmed that dude's head probably like four times with field points. I couldn't quite get it done. Like that'll get it done with those huge one of those like huge broadheads. Those
0: yeah, those guillotines. Yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, I think I think at least for now I'm gonna be I'm gonna be more of a body guy for
0: sure. Yeah, that's that's how I felt with my first one. I'm like, I want to just do it to say I did it. And then, I, then it got me hooked. It's like, okay, I can hunt turkeys every year, but I'm going to do it with a bow. Um, and last year, I did try with my recurve. That was the other thing. I took out my recurve, and I was shooting, I don't know, 70, 80 arrows a day leading up to it. And I, and I felt really confident. And I just never had a good bird come in close that, that I really wanted to shoot. I had, I had a couple jakes, like I said earlier, but nothing, nothing really really close enough or or anything big enough that i really wanted to to harvest but one of my uh one of my the probably one of my top top five all-time favorite hunts is a ironically enough is a turkey hunt and it was with uh my buddy phil and we it was dead serious it was like a western hunt we were so mobile no no stand I actually had my bow. This is, we were in. We might have been in high school still, or G, he might have been, and I might have been a freshman in college. Um, but we were, and he had a shotgun, a single shot, and we were calling and calling, and we were on birds like all morning. But they were, they were hammering, just not where we were. So we ended up like crossing this river, got on some birds, and then i don't they busted out of where we were and took off so we're like well let's call it a day and then we heard another group of gobbles back to the area we're walking back towards so we're like all right how do we get back here and it was cold and i was like well we got to cross the river like through the river so we're like all right let's do it so cross the river boots everything's just i mean we're soaking wet and we get across and we get into this giant like thorn bush. And we have two really good times coming in. And Phil's like, all right, well, what, what's the plan? And I'm like, well, I got my bow. You got your gun. And I was like, let's just let's try like a one, two, three. He's like, all right. So we're like sitting in this big giant thorn bush. And he's like, Are you ready? I'm like, Yep. So like I draw back and he's like, one, and then I popped up. And as soon as he had three, I hit a branch or something. My arrow flew who knows where. Phil shoots and misses, and these birds run off, and he's looking at me. He goes, Osh dang it. And I'm like, rack another shell. And he's like, I don't think it and I was like, put another shell in. And he racks a shell and tips over a bird. I'm not kidding you. It was probably 50 yards. Just <laughs> dumps it. It was so crazy. And we both were just, I mean, we were both high-fiving and hooting and hollering, and we both, I mean, I tell that story all the time, because it's, it was honestly one of the best hunts that I've ever been on, just being able to, like, run all over the place and just multiple birds, and that's the other thing, like, getting people involved and being able to be mobile, like you said, like, crawling on your guys' bellies after these big old thunder chickens, and... Oh, man, it's just it's so cool and so fun at the same time, but, sure man.
1: yeah, so. I just think it's a nice like you can't I mean you can, but you really can't make that happen on a white tail hunt, right? like there's just just another another layer of of strategies, really cool, different change of pace, but a little bit better weather too you're not like yeah you know wrapped to. You know, trying trying to sit dead still and freezing cold bush and stuff. It's it's a lot warmer. It's just a... I don't know, man. Anytime you get out in the woods, anything, anything can happen, I think that's one of the biggest draws for me, especially with your buddies, man. You got sweet stories and memories to be made, man.
0: It's yeah, awesome. For sure. Like you crawling across that field and Phil and I walking through rivers and it's just stories that you'll tell for the rest of your life. And you're you're never ever gonna forget that turkey hunt. Ever. Like even though you didn't kill anything, you're still like, it was so cool. So fun. Yep. Uh, yeah, man. Committed to the bow this year. I'm shooting the Prime CT3. You're shooting the CT5. Cassandra's going to be shooting the Prime Logic. I think it's going to happen. I I hope that all three of us take one down with the bows. That'd be that'd be a pretty epic spring for sure. Yeah, uh, I'm
1: game. We we'll get those boys set up and Heck well, yeah. Uh, after here in a few weeks, I'm pumped.
0: I am too, dude. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good time and we'll get some other guys out there. I know Gavin's gonna use a shotgun and or or a crossbow. I don't I don't know what he's decided yet. And then uh get a couple guys with the guns and hopefully hopefully get some good footage laid down of some swamp chickens and yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. Me too, man. I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. That's a wrap of my turkey talk with Jake. (laughs) It's kind of ironic. I just put that, yeah, Jake, get it, turkey, yeah. Okay, if you enjoyed our conversation, please leave a little message over on our iTunes account. We'd appreciate it. Um, If you would like to watch some of the videos that we we chatted about, you can do so over at RiskyOutdoors.com or on YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Risky Outdoors we'd appreciate it. If you guys know anyone that should be on the podcast talking Michigan deer or turkeys, send them our way, riskyoutdoors.com. Contact the link and shoot us a little message. We'd appreciate it. Uh, As always, stay stealthy and strive to become a Nimrod.